0: Up East tie Hey there! <laughs> it's Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical one minute at a time. I'm Condra, and I'm Amanda, and we're we're re- rejoined by our special guest Tyler.
1: <laughs> Reunited, you were about to say. <laughs> I was, I
0: was and then I was like, that doesn't make sense.
1: <laughs> yes. Hello. Thank you for having me back. It's a pleasure to be on this podcast.
0: Thanks for thanks for coming back for minute 94. And mm. minute 94, 94 starts out. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to try that again? And we're here today for minute 94. Mm. 94. That minute starts out with Gabriella saying everyone is special in their own way and ends with Ryan saying he's going to, or we collectively are going to rock the house. Yeah, yeah. So, get Gabriella does her own kind of down the line dancing that that Troy Troy got to do his and Gabriella got to do her dance down the line. Her dancing is a lot better than Troy's, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I really like the little swingy one that she does with that. She like takes hands mm. with that kid and like it's kind of a, like a slow dance kind of hand positioning, and she just kind of swings back and forth with him. It's pretty cute.
2: Yeah,
1: what I like is it that at the beginning of it someone says like come on now or like and then the camera swings to to be over with them it's kind of like they were like saying hello camera come pay attention to us now and it's like very like not a fourth wall break but like a kind of like cool moment where it's like oh the the camera's like listening to what's going on
2: yeah i'm pretty sure that's uh gabriella saying the yeah. "come on now um, yeah we talked about that in the last minute, but there are a lot of those kinds of moments where, like, it's somewhat part of the song is someone saying something or making some kind of sound or like to emphasize or whatever. That like it's like background chatter almost. Yeah, the last minute, it's like that. All our dreams. Oh.
1: <laughs> well, what happens yeah. in in this moment specifically is we pan over to Gabriella, and there's like background cheering as if like we're on stage and like a new person is soloing. Yeah. So like we have to cheer for this person?
0: This song is so non-giagetic. <laughs> it's, it's so, like, for some of the others, we could have been like, well, this is actually happening. Like, six of the status quo is definitely, like, one of those other questionables. Get your head in the game, too, being one of those. But this one is so fantastical that... Fantastical. I mean, it, it explains for... Ha, ha, ha. It... Explains Troy's outfit change, the coordination of the entire community knowing the dance moves
2: can you explain this point further using Greece as a comparison? I just want to know if like what you're describing is like similar to what we which is like the movie you guys always compare to but
0: sure so a uh, Greece is a little less good with this. Um, so you've your diegetic songs in Greece. I think the only one that's really like, yes, this is diegetic, is um, "Look at Me, I'm Sandra D." So one that's definitely happening in universe, mm-hmm. and non-diegetic being these fantasy like Grease lightning being a great example. Like, yeah, they're not actually or, um, singing
1: in real life.
0: So the weird thing about the end of Greece is that the car starts to fly at the end, which really demonstrates that, yeah, everyone is kind of dancing and doing all their things together, but also this is not happening. (laughs) You're the one that you're the one that I want could be like, they could just be really rambunctious teens singing through a, a a twisty weird maze thing. But
1: most musicals play with the idea that songs could be real, could be like fantasy singing, like like the other like if there was a person in the next room, they wouldn't go like, is someone singing in there? But they like to play with that idea. And especially in a, a musical like this one or any like old fashioned musical, uh like White Christmas, where it's like, oh, our characters are also putting on a show, but then sometimes they're like they're backstage and they're singing a song. It's all thematically relevant because we know these are the type of people who like to sing and dance, but sometimes they're actually singing and dancing on a stage and sometimes they're not.
0: And for this scene, so for we're all in this together, we have the idea of, oh, these are all kind of state like a good number of the the leads that are taking these solos are song and dance people. It's not like Chad has a has a bit where he gets to sing his bit kind of thing, which is a shame, really. Just wait, Ty. <laughs> Just wait. But it, it it helps explain some of those why did Troy change? Why are the knights participating in this dancing? Like, how did some of these people that we didn't see before get into shot kind of thing? It's because it doesn't it's not actually happening.
1: It's all an illusion.
0: <laughs> but there are some very on the nose lyrics still in this song. Namely, Gabriela's, well, the we make each other strong between Taylor, Gabriela, and Kelsey, which I know people have more to say, so I'm going to just real quick just say my other point, and then we can get back to that. Uh, then the together is where we belong, where she spins out. And the guy spins, obviously, shipping Gabriela and Troy, and spins Gabriela into Troy's arms. Yeah, together's together where is where we belong.
1: Where, Boom, so. characters together, yeah. That's a good one.
0: Yeah, but we have things to say about we make each other strong, I know, from the green room. So what do we have to say about Kelsey? Kelsey gets I her think, singing moment to Tyler, so. I think Tyler should go first.
1: Yeah, I wrote in my notes, wow, girl power.
2: Mine said
0: women's empowerment, yay. So I think <laughs> we were both trying to get at the same sentiment. <laughs> could could Taylor, Kelsey, and Gabriella be the f- the the new... Spice Girls? Uh, this is Disney, so they'd be the Cheetah Girls. Oh, well, <laughs> I, I'm thinking a broader... Like, yeah, the Cheetah Girls in-universe, but, like, outside of fantasy... Spice Girls were an actual music group that were actually girl power, and I, I saw them when So I,
2: were the Cheetah Girls. I don't,
0: <laughs> I don't see that. <laughs> Did they tour? Yes. I didn't realize that.
1: I think what you're saying is, could Taylor Gabriella. Chelsea and you know maybe Sharpay or like some other female character could they all like join up and like sing their own song or like have their own girl group where they all sing together I mean like yeah that would be cool it, it would be better than the the three seconds of girl power than that we get in this
0: we've had other moments of girl power Remember Taylor's list? Oh yeah, <laughs> Frida Kahlo, <laughs> Eleanor <Oprah> Roosevelt.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's the sort of uh, tepid feminism that Disney likes to do, uh, most notably in the Avengers Infinity War movies, where they like, what if we like have like one cool shot where we show every woman that we have? And it's like, yeah, cool, but also like, most of these women aren't really characters; they're just kind of there.
0: Yeah, it's still kind of. Uh, yeah, no, I see what you're saying. And Disney does this a lot. It, they The princesses joining up in Wreck It Ralph 2, like, and being more than just a lot of them are damsels in distress kind of thing. Like, but I think, I don't know if this is just me and my historical perspective on it, but like, having these three individuals on screen together, like, in the same way the Cheetah Girls, like, felt like it was something more than just female... Pa- I guess Disney was very white, so just, like, having many people that looked different on screen. This this movie felt different for many reasons, like, in the same way the Cheetah Girls and That's so Raven, like, those being... I I'm not saying any full sentences here, and I don't think I'm making a point, so I'm all done. <laughs> no, you're talking about
1: you're talking about you know having diversity. It's not just white leads, which Disney traditionally or historically been doing. They have people of color.
0: It's still not much. And Cheetah Girls is better by far. Like, yeah, I was about to say, I don't
2: look at this m- scene and like have that immediate thought come to mind. I do think of that this movie as like doing a relatively and like the casting of this movie, obviously I don't think Vanessa Hudgens is actually Latino like her character is supposed to be. I think she's Filipino or something. Um, Mm -hmm. But like still, like that's still important to see characters that look different from each other and look maybe closer to people who are in the audience. I don't know that this particular scene like does that but I like I know in other works that Kenny Ortega has been involved in that has been an intentional casting choice. He was involved in Cheetah Girls. I don't know if he was involved in just the second one or the original one. I think he has some choreography. Yeah, I think Cheetah he's got a choreography, out, but, yeah. And so I don't know if he would have been involved in the casting of that. Also like there's the whole like sort of like Raven was already in the Disney train and they were just putting Mm. her in stuff that they wanted but yeah Mm -hmm. can I tell you like this is not about this minute it's about another minute Mm -hmm. um but I think for me as a Latino person watching this movie as a child like not really having a sense of like my own identity in this moment I grew up in a town that's like primarily Latino like I didn't have that sort of like not seeing people around me that looked like me but I did have that experience like watching things on TV and there were things on Disney Channel in particular that drew my attention in because of that like component of it because I could see myself represented in that way the moment that stands out to me stood out to me at that like as a you know eight-year-old child ten-year-old child watching this movie is like not it's actually not something that i think the movie handled super well but it's it's just like a side thing about like when i me watching it and realizing that this movie is kind of ridiculous is when sharpay is google googling (laughs) gabriella and she types in like gabriella montez into the search engine and just gets her name and as someone with like the most common like or one of the most common hispanic last names like you cannot just Google my name and find me on the internet. You have to add (laughs) other things to it. You have to know other things about her. And I just remember like knowing that at like the age of 10, when I like wasn't really on the internet and like things like that. But like, I think like seeing her name spelled out on the like search engine thing, I was like, there's no way this checks out. But yeah, anyway, (laughs) that's not about this minute, but we're on the topic. No, it makes sense.
0: But you bring up like a good point of representation and the The whole movie doing uh, Kenny Ortega doing conscious efforts to cast diversely.
2: Yeah, and to that point, like also like writing it into the script, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not just like, oh, this is Taylor McKessie, like as a name doesn't give you an indication of like that person's race or ethnicity, but a name like Gabriela Montez might like mm-hmm. give that sort of like cue.
0: Yeah, but it's still yeah, it's. It only goes so far. Disney only, uh, especially, I'd, it it did better in shows, I think, where it had more time to develop the characters. Um, I'm thinking you have, like, there was an eating disorder episode of Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. There was a, several racism episodes of That's So Raven. Um, I think just time. I, I feel like there aren't really any deco, other than, like, the color friendship, which was more 90s. The DComs really steered clear of
2: the other big movie for me, um, which some might know just because I very enthusiastically wrote um, the Disney Channel original movie sub plot summary for you all was "Gotta Kick Gotta... It Up," mm-hmm. which was one of my favorite movies as a kid for that like specific reason. Like every single character in there is Latino, and like they speak Spanish, and they like ha- right like that was like incorporated into the plot, and in addition to the fact that like that was like part of the casting
1: now it was got to kick it up was that one a dance movie or a soccer movie i don't remember which one was our guess and which one was the real one
0: (laughs) it was the dance movie okay we guessed soccer okay yeah I did the same thing for a hot sec tie. I was like, that's the one I guessed was soccer, but was actually dance."
2: Everyone should go watch it. It's kind of problematic now watching it again, but it's still very meaningful to me and I love it so much.
1: So I think what we need to do is just jump into our, you know, big group dance that yeah. everyone's standing in formation in the middle of the gym. They're doing the little arm pumps things that everyone recognizes. They're doing the, we're all in this together dance.
0: Amanda's doing the dance on our chat. And Tyler, I do believe you have also done this dance.
1: Yeah. So a couple couple summers ago I I was working at a summer program for a school and all like the teaching interns or like a, a number of us we learned the dance and I'm not like a great dancer, but I learned it and it was like fine. I like I learned it well enough. And yeah, it's 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 fun to it's fun it's a fun dance to do. It's like relatively simple. I mean, all these dancers are teenagers. They're not like pros that have been dancing for like decades it's a it's a good straightforward dance and it's also accessible to the kids who want to dance along with it at home
0: and i think this ties into what we were talking about last minute a little bit that there was a companion dance along version that came out a few months after this one i think it was may that it ended up coming out on disney channel that it was like let's teach you the dances
2: yeah and there were parallel like commercials throughout Mm -hmm. like between where that was happening and kids were learning the dance. I mean, now you can go find it on YouTube or whatever, but at the time, like it was just on like playing all the time.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And I think in addition to the fact that they encouraged that piece of it with those commercials and those little snippets and the dance along version and like, like, yeah, the dance along version also got them more people buying that DVD and Mm -hmm. whatnot. But the like catchiness of the song with the ease of the, dance to pick up and the and like the fact that you can do it in a group and everybody can do it on sync and know the words and things like that is what like allowed it to really I guess permeate pop culture in the way that it did.
0: Yeah, I'm just thinking, Ty, I don't know how well you remember this. Um, Our second time we went to Disney was shortly after the High School Musical. It was like 2007 ish Um, and they had a High School Musical like street party in uh what was still then Disney MGM and now Disney Hollywood Studios and you would just do the dance like they would have characters dressed up in the wildcat uniform and the cheerleader uniforms and they'd teach you the dance in the street like in front of the the, the sorcerer hat at the time um, were the
1: characters supposed to be Troy and Gabriella or were they-
0: No, no, they were in the same way like in the Harry in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter they were members of the world but not not any of the big six. Just, just or students of, the, of the East named. High in general. Yeah.
1: But in Florida for some reason.
0: The other thing I was just thinking about, Amanda, when I was seeing you do it while sitting. <laughs> also, like, I didn't think about this, but... It, in a ways it is one of the more, like, I'm thinking like the Descendants dances, those are not necessarily accessible, like, physically, the way these are as well. They are doable for less coordinated little kids and also those maybe with other physical disabilities that could put, they, there's a better chance they could do it because there's less strenuous effort needed to do the dance in general other than maybe the wildcat part where there's a lot of jumping.
1: Yeah, the arm pumps are pretty easy. There's one spin that you got to do before you hold out your hand. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, you know, there's one part of it's just they lift your arms up and walk forward, like very, very easy.
0: But I think the camera work is also interesting in this song in that the, there's a pan across the crowd and you see Kelsey and Chad and Taylor and Troy, Gabriella and Zeke. Like they're all singing they are all in this together. You see Martha, and you see background dancers that you've seen throughout the movie. Like it is a very collective. This is what Kenny Ortega does so well. He does group dance so well,
2: <laughs> really well. Honestly, it's and I think he works really well with people who don't normally dance well. And mm-hmm. like this, I mean the the time one of the other components here that's like a bit of like High School Musical trivia that I've read somewhere. I don't remember where this like whole scene like the whole song was filmed in like one day just because of the timing of when they could Mm -hmm. use the gym and like they didn't have time to like shoot off the confetti spoiler there's confetti um (laughs) and like clean it up and do another take right so they had to like get it right and get it right quickly and so I think this dance like does that it's not there's not a lot of parts for people to learn there's it's pretty straightforward
0: yeah, and I mean, if if Ryan has anything to say about it, even his dancing can be super simple. Mm-hmm. For him being a dance man, he's, he still can do the simple dance.
1: Well, he doesn't even do any jazz squares.
0: I know. Well, not in this minute. <laughs> but he does lots of thrusting and lots of...
2: <laughs> My note is, Lucas Graybill, go off. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But I, I like how Ryan gets this kind of showman moment here. He he gets his time in the spotlight, as it were.
1: Yeah. And, and so he gets his little half a verse. Yeah. He says, we're all here. We're speaking on one voice. We're going to rock the house. And then, yeah, I like how it transitioned to Ryan. We got like a crowd shot where we could see Ryan. And then we got like a, like a middle close up where we could see him like dancing and hip thrusting. And then we go into like his <laughs> verse where he like walks into the middle of the stands and like the attention is on him for the song.
0: And we'll talk more kind of about the crowd and and camera kind of stuff. But Amanda, did you have any other notes for we're all in this together so far?
2: No, I think nothing. I don't have anything that's like specific about this minute, I guess. I, I have found it interesting how this dance has, I don't think that Disney expected this movie and this, dance in particular to be as like generationally defining as it did end up being i think they adapted very quickly after that to make like to recognizing that but even as like we've talked a little bit offline about the 10th anniversary and like the quarantine special and like the tiktoks Mm. about this dance and like people from the cast finding like cultural relevancy via like this dance and their status in this movie like the the woman that plays Martha Cox has mm-hmm. like a TikTok following and like half of her TikToks about high school musical just because like that's what brings people to her feed um mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I remember a couple of years ago, Vanessa Hudgens and Ashley Tisdale were doing, like, a a competition, in a sense, of, like, doing the dance back and forth to each other, which mm-hmm. was a lot of fun. Um, and, yeah, the, the quarantine special where they brought in the whole—and, actually, Zac Efron, he voiced in some stuff. He didn't participate in the dancing part, but he actually— acknowledged his presence in, in High School Musical, which he did not really do for the 10th anniversary, so... <laughs> he was busy, okay? Okay.
2: He, busy. Did you see the show uh. Killing Zac Efron? They actually almost killed him. <laughs> I don't think that was around the same time. But your point is, he has a career. It's yeah. important.
1: Yeah, he was in The Greatest Showman.
0: And 17 again.
1: And Neighbors 2, Sorority Rising.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Before we start listing all of... <laughs> Mr. Zac Efron's uh, filmography. I think it might be time for our next segment.
1: Decom of the week. Eek eek.
0: Tyler, you're echoey again.
1: Sorry. Yeah, that was that was a joke that happened off mic the first time though.
0: All right. So Amanda is going to be presenting Tyler and I a Disney Channel original movie. That we are going to have to come up with the plot of, and then we'll find out how far off the mark we were. Live and in person this time. Live and in of, person. Instead <laughs> of us reading your wonderful summary and all of its parentheses
2: and verbal cues. Thank you, Contra. I have selected, speaking of things that are deeply important to me in <laughs> Disney Channel <laughs> content, um, this week's disney channel original movie of the week is the 2009 wizards of waverly place the movie i could tell you a little bit more about the cast obviously stars selena gomez her character's name is alex russo uh i don't remember everybody else but i'm looking (laughs) at a wikipedia right now (laughs) okay so it stars um selena gomez as alex russo uh david henry as justin russo her brother
0: that's the Jake, older one I know that. that's the
2: older brother yeah David Henry we love him he's got a cute little baby now they're on TikTok occasionally anyway um, Jake T Austin as Max Russo the younger brother Jennifer Stone plays her friend Harper Finkel she's like a redhead girl um, I'll be honest she's not really in the movie but I'm just giving her a name she's listed in the cast she's really not in the movie she's in the beginning uh, Maria Canals Barrera uh, who plays their mother Teresa Russo um she also played the mom in Camp Rock. Fun fact. Okay. And David Deloise as Jerry Russo, the dad. New characters in the movie. Those are, so that's like the main cast of Wizards of Waverly plays. New characters include Steve Valentine, who plays Archie. And the only other person worth mentioning is Jennifer Alden, who plays someone named Giselle.
0: Not from Enchant it's not, not this is not an enchanted crossover. Not an enchanted crossover, no. Okay. And do you have the director and writer there, too, oh. just so we can... Written
2: by Dan Berenson, directed by Lev L. Spiro. Spiro? I hope it's Spiro. It's not with a Y, like the video game, but mm. All right. it is not. It, it says it's based on Wizards of Waverly Place by Tajay Greenwald, but Tajay Greenwald does not. He's involved as a producer. He's not a writer or a director.
1: Yeah, well, okay. yeah, usually you have a the the showrunner will still be involved in the movie, but he may not write the movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Tyler Wizards of Waverly Place. What do we know about it? They're wizards.
1: Uh yeah. And they uh, live
0: at Waverly Place.
1: <laughs> so, I know that Alex is the lead. She's a uh, a young a young magic user and her parents own like a little cafe or something. And I think they're also magic users.
0: But they like have to hide their magic. It's like not known. But that I I think I remember something of like them having to hide their magic, but like sometimes using it to like, I know the theme song of the show because it's on one of the Disney soundtracks I listen to a lot of and sung by Selena Gomez. Sung by I was going to say and it's Selena Gomez. So I have to listen to it every time it comes on. They, like, want to do their, like, want to use their magic for, like, little things. But, like, they can't because if they get caught.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's <laughs> a magic teen sitcom. It's Sabrina yeah. the Teenage Witch. It's whatever the old one that from the 60s was... is. Bewitched. Yeah, Bewitched. I know she wasn't a teenager or whatever, but same same yeah. idea. You have to hide your magic. Yeah. Yeah. And my thought for the movie was, I mean, so kind of uh, one of the plots that comes into Sabrina the Teenage Witch later is that Sabrina has to, like, prove her magic skills and, like...
0: Get her magic license?
1: Yeah, get get a magic license or something like that, where there's, like, some sort of higher power that, like, determines whether the, the, te- the young teenager will be allowed to continue using magic. And that seems like a basic plot. I mean, it would be weird... That's, for-
0: that seems more like a TV thing. That's not so much... I'm thinking more like Halloween Town where Calabar was trying to take the magic of Halloween Town. And these young magic users had to stop him because they were like, oh, let's target the the, the powerful users and underestimated the kids.
1: Well, why not both? <laughs> so Alex is up for like, she basically, yeah. She basically has to get her driver's license. Oh, maybe she has. She all. Maybe she also has to get her driver's license in real life, and she has to get her magic license. I think she's a
0: little younger though, Ty. I think we're sixteen. Her older brother. Her, yeah, because I think then her older brother, her older brother is more like that sixteen age. She's more like fourteen. I always read it as or.
1: I don't know how long the show had been running by the time the movie came around. I feel like sixteen is like a normal age for a protagonist of your show
0: i think she's like 14 i think she's still young and maybe her brother's up for his life like maybe maybe the older brother is up for a license okay and she's so- all jealous and like wants to in the same way like ron was jealous of fred and george of being 17 and being able to apparate everywhere like
1: okay that makes sense so, so
0: maybe the what was the older brother's name again Joe? Uh, justin justin justin, justin. justin. <laughs> justin. okay <laughs> Um, so, Justin is getting his driver's license and his magic license, and, you know, it'd be funny if he, like, got a cold while he was on his driver's, like, he he was, like, in his driver's test and he had a cold, and, like, he started sneezing or whatever, and, like, magic. Things started happening in the car, and he was like trying to hide it from the test driver. That feels like more like a TV show gag than a than a movie gag. But like, I just thought it was funny.
1: Yeah, but like a driving scene in a show, like you need a budget for that. You'd yeah, be out on no, the road. I,
0: <laughs> I was trying to look up.
2: I was thinking about this while you guys were talking. I can't seem to find it on Wikipedia. It's failing me for some reason. But I do feel like this had a pretty big budget. Okay.
1: Yeah, because you need all the special effects for magic. Um, yeah. Let's 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 try to. There's these other characters. So let's say there's Archie, who's like this this boy that Alex meets, and um, he's probably he's probably whatever the the dude in Frozen is, where it, like he seems cool at first.
0: Hans type. Yeah,
1: but then he's actually linked to being evil.
0: And maybe Giselle's like the evil sorceress who's trying to take over, and like trying yeah. to. Extract magic from others.
1: She's trying to change was Wiz- uh, Waverly Place to a um, uh, Giselle Place. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or she's trying to make magic users not have to hide.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I was, was going to say that's cliche, but uh, what do I expect? It's a decom?
0: <laughs> so Archie, so Alex kind of has a crush on Archie, and maybe the younger brother doesn't trust him and like sneaks it sneaks around and.
1: And gets captured by Giselle, and they have to rescue their younger brother.
0: Ooh, and then
1: Archie like tricks uh, Alex into like getting caught using magic, um, and so she's like on like the, the run. jet
0: episode of Avatar.
1: So yeah, well, she's like on the run from the the magic cops, but she's trying to defeat Giselle, who's the person the magic cops really want. So her, and, and then the parents are like on vacation or something. They're like only in the first five minutes of the movie.
0: Well, they have to run the cafe.
1: Yeah. 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 They're busy. And so
0: it's like spy kids.
1: Justin and Alex have to go. Maybe they like go. There's like a change of location for this movie. So they have to like, either like go on a road trip or like go to like a magical realm. And that's where most of the movie takes place. Them trying to rescue their brother. And Alex is dealing with their feelings for Archie. Um, Justin wants to get back in time for his driver's license appointment, and their brother wants to not die
0: and incidentally, the magic license surveyor, like guy that's like monitoring to see if Justin can get his license is like watching from a distance and being like, is he responsible? Well, this seems really irresponsible, but in the end, he's like, you know what? You did a good thing. Here's you know what? You beat license. this
1: evil wizard. So yeah, you probably are good at magic. All right. That's our guess, I think.
0: That sounds like a great movie.
1: So what does happen in the Wizards of Waverly Place, the movie movie?
2: Well, I'm going to clarify a few facts about the show and like the premise of the family before I go on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we didn't know anything about the show. You so... <laughs> yeah, you
2: didn't know anything about the show. I did think it, would, it was funny, though. Like you have nuggets of information that you like. It's not like, I don't know, under wraps where we were talking about like something that wasn't we're going to the mat, i guess we just meant that was like not even related but <laughs> um okay so in their wizard universe they do have to hide their magic it's an important fact and it's a sub shop not a cafe but it's a sub shop that's themed like a subway there in new york oh cute yeah but they have like way too much space in their whole apartment and like sub shop to make it really believably new york city but apparently it's in new york city so wizards of really place the movie Starts with the Russos preparing for a magic-free vacation to the Caribbean. Ooh. There, the family visits a street fair where they encounter a street magician and a former wizard named Archie, who tries to enlist their help in turning Giselle, who is a parrot, back into her human form by finding the Stone of Dreams, which has the power to grant any wish or reverse any spell. Jerry considers this idea too dangerous. Apparently, many wizards have gone on this quest and have never returned. Uh, Later, Alex is caught trying to use magic to get away from her family by her mother, uh, which leads to an argument that results in her mother grounding her for two months and taking away her magic privileges. Um, While in a fit of rage, Alex wishes that her parents had never met. She happens to coincidentally be holding a wand and the family spell book. So her wish comes true. As a result, she creates an alternate reality where Jerry and Teresa do not remember their kids and they don't know each other. They're all just on a singles trip to the Caribbean.
0: All five of them?
2: Well, Wait, the parents so, are. Do the, the kids, kids still there.
1: exist, but just not? The kids
2: still exist, for now.
1: It's like Back to the Future, where they're slowly dissolving.
2: Yeah. It is, yes, very similar to Back to the Future. But magic this time. <laughs>
0: not science. Um huh but they're basically the same thing. It's all only magic until they figure out what it is and then it becomes science.
1: I was going to say, yes, the flux capacitor is real science. That's what that is.
0: It is. It is. Okay, so if you remember when she
2: made the wish, she was holding the family spell book and the family wand. So in order to figure out what to do next, the, the parents don't know the kids, the parents don't know each other. They have to get the spell book back from their dad because in this alternate reality where they don't exist and the parents never met, he has the family spell book in this alternate reality he never met and married their mom which is like a side point of the show which is that like when you marry someone in in this world a muggle but like the Mm -hmm. same concept non-magic user non-magic user you have to give up your powers um so he met and married their mom who's not a non-magic user so he had to give up his powers there's only one person in the family that's allowed to have magic powers the kids all get trained it's relevant later so in this alternate reality, he never met and married their mom. So he never had to give up his powers. Um, and so he is shown to have a carefree and teenager-like attitude. He Plays lots of pranks is basically what that means. Um, adult dad jokes with magic. Uh, so then Justin asks him what, they, what would happen if a wizard wished that his or her parents never met hypothetically, you know. Um, and Jerry explains that they would gradually forget their past before disappearing forever. Then he says that they only have 48 hours to reverse the spell, which causes them all to the panic Justin mentions the Stone of Dreams. Uh, Jerry says that would that would work, but um, seems unlikely that they would be able to find it. Uh, Justin and Alex set off to find the Stone of Dreams, guided by Archie, who was the street magician that they ran into before. Uh, Max stays at the resort, the younger brother, to watch over their parents. Uh, he starts to lose his memory because he's the youngest child. Mm-hmm. Um, he starts to realize that something's wrong, so he tells the dad uh, that Alex and Justin have gone to find the Stone of Dreams. And asks his help to find them. Uh, the dad is surprised um, and like is like, oh, but it's so dangerous, and he agrees to help. And then they're joined by the mom for some reason because she thinks that they're just like treasure hunting. And also, the mom and the dad are like kind of flirting the whole time because, like, obviously in an alternate reality, they were in love. Eventually, Alex and Justin succeed in finding the stone of dreams, but Giselle, who is the parrot, uh, steals the stone and. <laughs> The kids tell their story uh, to the mom and the dad um, and the mom doesn't believe them. Cause she's like, I'm a good mom. I would never forget my kids. The dad is like, okay, that sounds believable. Um, <laughs> and, but they could cast a spell to reverse it. If one of the kids was a full wizard, currently none of them are a full wizard. They're just like wizards in training or something. Mm. Max loses all of his memories and then he's sucked into a vortex That's all the explanation. Yep, there's Vortex. He gets sucked into it. At the last minute, the mom remembers him for some reason. I don't know why. Then they go to an ancient battlefield to have a contest to figure out who's going to be the full wizard. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Contest rules are that they can only use spells involving the four elements. Um, And then the winner is the one that becomes the full wizard and the other will permanently lose their powers. So then Selena Gomez and David Henry fight and Selena Gomez barely wins it. Um, but then she's like, oh, wait, I shouldn't have won this. I don't know what to do. And so she turns to the brother, who's like supposed to be the smarter one for help. But then he has lost all of his memories. Then he also gets sucked into the vortex. It's
0: <laughs> oh very dear. dark.
2: <sighs> Let's see. Then the mom goes back to the resorts, sees... Giselle in human form. And you can tell because she's wearing a rainbow dress and before she was just a parrot. And then also she's wearing the stone of dreams, which is like this big rock as a necklace. So a good fashion choice. And then Archie somehow manages to take the stone from her and turns her back into a parrot. Then he gives the stone back to the mom. And then the mom gives the stone back to Selena Gomez, Alex. And the dad tells Alex, that he can wish for her brothers to reappear and still keep the full wizard powers if she uses her one wish correctly. But instead, she wishes for everything to go back to the way it was. Everything is back to normal, and the brothers remember what happened, but the parents don't. And so, that's that's Wizards of Waverly Place movie.
0: So, does this happen like mid, like in between a season, or is this the end of the show?
2: It's not the end of the show it's it's one of the it's like the lizzie mcguire movie right like it exists well th- that's not necessarily fair because the lizzie mcguire movie didn't like or the lizzie mcguire show didn't necessarily pick up after the movie but like
0: it's impossible it the sit in time
2: yeah like no one ever references what happened in the movie in the show mm-hmm. <laughs> but it also like everything goes back to the way it was so nothing really changes yeah, yeah. it happened so this the series did start in 2007 Um, And I believe it ended in around, like, 2012. And then there was a special in 2013 called Alex versus Alex. And that, I believe, came out around the same time that Selena Gomez was in Spring Breakers, which was her first, like, real adult movie. And so she put out this special as a way to, like, give people, like, give her younger fans, like, something to watch and, like, pay attention to so that they wouldn't go see Spring Breakers.
0: (laughs) Nice. Secret twin? Clone?
2: uh evil evil twin timeline twin evil twin evil twin yeah
0: almost as good as the secret twin
2: it's pretty great her hair gets like darker she gets like a streak of blue
1: oh she's doing a she's doing a vanessa hudgens princess switch switched again
2: <laughs> exactly, exactly. But before Vanessa Hudgens. Okay, obviously. yeah.
1: I guess I did it backwards.
2: Um, Wikipedia also told me that this movie is the second most watched Disney Channel original movie after High School Musical Two.
1: I don't know if that statistic is still true. That might need to be updated. But
0: every time I read, uh, "This is the most watched," it they all contradict each other. <laughs> yeah,
2: I don't know. It had eleven point four million viewers at its premiere.
0: Wow, which is a lot. That is a lot.
2: Um, oh. Also simultaneous with this movie being released, Selena Gomez did a cover of the song magic. The like, do you believe in magic? Oh. Um, and she did a music
0: video for that. That played a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's the sort of thing that Disney will run into the ground.
0: <laughs> Disney loves that stuff. All right. Well, that was minute 94. 94. Thank you. And <laughs> the wizards of Waverly placed the movie so oh, great i think it's on disney plus you did not check I'm, I'm sure it is the whole show is so all right amanda you ready to wrap this up and you'll get to edit the long one this week oh boy <laughs>
2: uh that doesn't sound fun can i get the job back to tyler what tyler
1: you mean you're gonna start paying me
2: no one gets, we're amateurs. No one gets paid but, here. <laughs> Tyler did an ad break on the last one. I figured there was big, big influencer money happening here.
1: Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. trying yeah. to get in on that. No, okay. Um, so Amanda, you want to return my hosting duties to me? Because once, you, if I become a full co-host, then you could never use your co-hosting powers again.
2: Oh, I don't know that I like that.
1: Or do you want to just wish for everything to go back to normal?
2: I want to wish for everything to go back to normal. Okay. And also maybe some lunch. All right, so sound effect.
1: Mm. All right, Condor, where can people find us
2: on the internet?
0: Well, disc jockey version of Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> people can find us. On, well, no, before, before we plug us, Amanda, do you
2: have anything to plug today? Um, while we're talking about things in the mid-2000s that were deeply important to me, uh, Taylor Swift just released a new song, so everybody should go listen to that. It's called You All Over Me. That's right. what I'm plugging. Taylor Great. Swift doesn't need me, but <laughs> I'm doing it anyway. Wow. How noble of you.
1: <laughs> Maybe if we can get Taylor Swift to plug our podcast.
2: Yeah. That sounds like something
0: that's likely to happen. Mm-hmm. So people can find us on the internet at amateur nerds.
1: Or me personally at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y.
0: You can send us an email to amateur at gmail.com.
1: Yes. Tell us we have, we have one more decom left. You might be able to squeeze it in. I don't know.
0: Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden at T Golden on Instagram.
1: And our musician, Joe Winslow, whom you can find at joewinslowmusic.com.
0: I have been Condra.
1: I've been Tyler.
2: And I've been Amanda.
1: Oh, and it's my turn. Yay. Um, I haven't done this. Uh, and we'll catch you next time for the last couple minutes of High School Musical. You can bet on it.